I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week six. I'm going to show you how the team is shaping up, thoughts on transfers, captaincy, all that good stuff. And I'll quickly run you through how I did in game week five as well. If you do enjoy the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you want to get your team rated for free over on Fantasy Football Hub, there are links in the description below. And if you want to check out things like your AI suggested transfers and make use of all the other tools, there's a seven day free trial and 30% off for the moment all the links you need are in the description below so let's take a quick look at game week five and it was it was bad right i got 36 points total 12 of them came from harlan captain and it was such a bad week that my highlights were not getting massively punished by my transfers so instead of doing saliba to a newcastle defender to prepare for the next few game weeks i ended up doing sterling to son and obviously only just bought sterling in Son then blanked against Sheffield United at home. Straight away, I'm regretting that move. And obviously, that is hindsight. Of course it is. I said that on Twitter as well. But I'm panicking about what Sterling might do the next day. He blanks against Bournemouth. And even though Newcastle got a clean sheet, so did Saliba. So worst thing that really happened there is I could have been an extra transfer up by already having a Newcastle defender in. But that's really not the end of the world compared to what could have happened once Newcastle had that clean sheet locked in and Sonner blanked against Sheffield United at home. I know it's I know it's super cliche, and I've already said it on the knee-jerk stream on Sunday, but it could have been worse. Like, if I got 36 and everyone else is posting scores of 70, 80 plus, that's a truly awful week. But a lot of people are in and around that 30-point mark, so I'm not hugely worried. If you got 45 points plus, you're probably on a green arrow. So it could have been a lot worse. I have fallen down to just inside the top 900k, but I've been saying over the last few weeks... The overall rank can change very quickly for the better, or in this case, for the worse, because the points are so tight. So if I can fall that much, I can also increase by that much as well. So overall, my my kind of thoughts would be, don't panic. Don't start making transfers you weren't going to make anyway, or very likely to make anyway. And most people who are thinking about the wildcard still don't probably need it, or probably still don't need it, I should say. There might be some teams out there that do. But I'm not suddenly worried after a bad week that I need to get rid of absolutely everyone. So just to run through the points that I did get, which weren't very many, 
Turner in goal for two points, conceded to uh, Burnley. I had Pickford on the bench with three points. So we're five game weeks in. I've still not had a clean sheet from my goalkeeper. And even this week when I bench Pickford against Arsenal, that also turns out to be the wrong decision. I haven't checked um, Turner's expected goals conceded yet. Only 0.56. I did joke in the YouTube members Discord about how everyone was saying to me, Nottingham Forest defence is great and they've already conceded to Burnley. But to be fair... Specifically in the home games against Sheffield United and Burnley, they've only conceded 1.07 expected goals total over those two games. Now, you could also say that Burnley were a little bit unlucky to have that second goal chalked off. But ultimately, they've done pretty well defensively in both of those games. So I'd still be happy to play Turner in those kind of fixtures. He's got Luton in game week nine. If he's still first choice, I'd probably play him then. But I don't suddenly think the Nottingham Forest defence is great or anything like that. But against these other weaker teams at home, they look like a pretty good bet if you've still got Turner. Chilwell, benched, came on, zero points because he got a yellow card, just like all the Chelsea players we owned. Saliba got a clean sheet against Everton, which was nice. Udogi conceded to Sheffield United, so he only got two points. Rashford and Fernandez really frustrating. They both blanked as well. Two points for Rashford, one for Fernandez. Inbermo blanked for the first time this season. Not worried about that whatsoever. Newcastle away was his toughest fixture um, so far, because obviously when they played Spurs, they were at home. Then Son brought him in two points. Saka got the assist, so he finished on six. Nicholas Jackson, another yellow card, another one-pointer. And obviously Haaland got 12. And usually Haaland is so heavily captained, I don't really care what he gets. But this week, there were quite a few people that went Madison or Son. Haaland's points did uh, did mean something this week. So for him to have a game where he could have scored a hat-trick easily and to only get one goal feels a little bit unfortunate. But overall, terrible week, 36 points, no panic just yet. So let's take a look at the defensive options for game week six. And I've still got two free transfers. So every game week so far, I've been able to roll the second transfer. I've been very fortunate with injuries and stuff like that. But this week, I feel like I'm probably going to have to use both of them. There are some issues starting to crop up. Obviously, when you make your team in game week one, essentially, that's a wildcard team. So you're looking at a block of four to six fixtures. But now some of those fixtures are starting to turn. I've got some rotation worries with players like Ben Chilwell. And some players are just rubbish like Nicholas Jackson, who I'll talk about later. So I think I'm going to use both of my transfers this week. I don't think I'm in hit territory or anything like that. But both of them probably will have to go. One player that I'm not going to sell is Jordan Pickford now luckily for me no one's goalkeeper has really done that well over the last couple of weeks so the comments about him have died down quite a lot and I don't expect a clean sheet against Brentford away but after that he's got Luton at home then Bournemouth at home and if Matt Turner keeps his place as the number one goalkeeper for Nottingham Forest he then has Luton at home in game week nine so over the next four game weeks my goalkeeper fixtures could be Brentford away, Luton at home, Bournemouth at home, Luton at home. And on paper, that sounds perfectly fine to me. I get the argument that Pickford plays for a bad defensive team. Therefore, he's still not going to get clean sheets in those easier fixtures. But he's still got more chance than when he plays a team like Arsenal at home. So I think it's perfectly reasonable to keep hold of him. And ultimately, yes, I've got two free transfers, but there's other stuff that I want to do. And that's been the case over the last few weeks. In hindsight, because I haven't gained any points from selling Watkins or Martinelli, or Sterling, I could have made a goalkeeper swap without any issues. But obviously, I didn't know that at the time, so I'm not going to worry about it. So he's going to stay, even though I don't think he's going to get a clean sheet this week. With Estepinian, great fixture. I'm kind of excited to have him this week. It's one of the reasons I wanted to keep hold of him. I am slightly more worried about him this week than I was this time last week. And it's not because he wasn't in the squad against Man United, because I think that was related to international 
uh, kind of duty, right? So that's not really a problem. Yes, he's got a Europa League game on Thursday, but I'm not even massively worried about that because at the end of last season, he played every three to four days without many issues, right? He was an absolute machine. The problem is that Lamptey played against Man United as a left back and he played really well. So all of a sudden, I don't think that's massive competition. I think Estrepinian is absolutely first choice. The fact you've got a left footer helps a lot. But if he does need a rest, the Zerbi now knows that he can play Lamptey, who will do a good job. Obviously, we haven't seen him much over the last few seasons because of injury concerns, but he is a really good player. And yes, he's a natural right back, but he's shown he can play in that position as well. So if Estrepinian plays in the Europa League, then Deserby thinks he needs a bit of a rest or he's got an ever like a, a slight knock or something like that. Lamptey's there. So I don't think it's a huge concern. No one should be panicking this week. But after Bournemouth, the fixtures get quite tough from a defensive point of view until game week 10. So maybe Estupinian will be more sellable then. But for now, I'm keeping hold of him. With Chilwell, I am worried about whether or not he's going to start. I did get it wrong. Right? I, def- I, don't- I stick by the fact that he's a defender playing as an attacker. That's really great for FPL. Not a problem. But what I got wrong was I thought if he wasn't playing left wing, he would go to left back. And that hasn't happened. He's been benched. Mudrick played left wing, Colwell played left back. Now, the commentator during the game on Sky, I think it was, did say that Chilwell had a small knock. That's what Pochettino had said. But I haven't seen that anywhere else. So either we haven't been given that information or the commentator's just got it wrong. I've not seen it from another journalist. Everything that Pochettino has said is that they just wanted to play Mudrick in that position instead. And because the back four had done okay, he wanted to keep Colwell as left back. So that is a problem for Chilwell going forward. I just don't know if he's going to play this week. And that's the problem now. He might do. And if he does, I'd want to keep hold of him. But if I don't know, should I just sell him? And I've got two free transfers. So that is what I'm currently thinking of doing. Um, Chilwell to Botman would be the move. I do want to target the Newcastle defence with the fixtures they've got. I can't afford Trippier without another move. And I'll come on to that in a minute. I could afford Fabian Share, And I do think he's more attacking than Botman. The reason that I'm looking at going for Botman instead is he's only 4.5 million. And if you think back to pre-season, when the prices come out, he was one of those defenders that we said is massive value. And I think that's the case. And it just allows me to spend more money elsewhere. And one thing it does is potentially leaves the door open to not wildcard in game weeks 9 or 10 because I'll be able to get Salah because I haven't used so much money in my defense. So that's in the back of my mind that I'm not completely locked in with game week 10 wildcard, and I want to leave those options open. So Chilwell to Botman could be the move. I guess the problem is, what do I need to hear or see to have confidence that Chilwell is going to play? I would need Pochettino almost to come out and say that he's going to start, or that he's happy to change the defense or something like that. Because so far, Colwell, um, Silva, and Dezazi, and then obviously Reese James, Augusto right back, has been fairly consistent in all five games. So it is a bit of a problem. The other move that I was originally looking at, which I also looked at for game week five, is Saliba to a Newcastle defender. Again, in this case, Botman. Now, Arsenal defence is great, and I would pr- personally prefer to keep hold of them. But obviously, if Chilwell's going to start, then I like him, and therefore I need to make a different defender change instead. And the only game where I'm really wanting to play Saliba over the next few weeks is Bournemouth away in game week seven because outside of that Spurs at home Man City at home and Chelsea away I'm not really expecting clean sheets for Arsenal so Bournemouth's the only good game I would say from a clean sheet perspective and that week I think Newcastle have got Burnley at home so it's not even a problem if I sell Saliba and again if I wildcard from game week 10 
where the fixtures get a lot better for Arsenal, then I can either get him back or maybe I go to a Zinchenko or a Gabriel who's a little bit cheaper instead. I would be more... I would feel more secure having Saliba, but there are potentially other options there. So that is another move that I could make. I'm less keen on that now because of the Chilwell situation. But the other move, and there's lots of defender talk this week, is to go double Newcastle defence, get rid of Saliba and Chilwell. That gives me enough money to get Trippier and Botman. Now that would lock a bit more money in my defence, so I need to give that a lot of thought. But I do like the idea of doubling up on that Newcastle defence. Their underlying numbers are great. The fixtures are great. Most people are going to get one in. If I can have two, that might be a bit of a differential for a little bit at least. And obviously, Trippy is the most attacking. I'm not hugely worried about rotation or anything like that. Obviously, the team against um, AC Milan was the usual back four. And I think that will probably be the same back four for the game against Sheffield United as well. Especially when they got quite a bit of a break until that game. It's Tuesday to Sunday turnaround. So that is something I really like. The only thing that would put me off that is if I want to sell Nicholas Jackson instead. I think Chilwell, to Sal- and, Chilwell and Saliba to Trippier and Botman is a pretty good move. I do have Kabori on the bench for Wolves at home. So I could do Chilwell to Newcastle defender, play Kabori instead of Saliba, then have Saliba for Bournemouth. That is something else that I will consider. But I like the idea of doubling up on the Newcastle defence. I think it looks pretty good. And obviously, Doggy's got Arsenal away, Liverpool at home. So I don't want to play him the next two weeks. So for sure or at least I say with like 99% certainty, I am going to own a Newcastle defender by the game week six deadline. I'm just not sure which one and who for. But right now, if I had to say, it's definitely going to be Chilwell to Botman. It's just whether or not I make that second move of Saliba to Trippier. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So in midfield, I've got Rashford and Fernandes against Burnley away. I've got Mbermo against Everton at home. So that's one of the reasons I'm not expecting points from Pickford because I'm hoping that Mbermo will return again. Then I've got Son against Arsenal away and Saka against Spurs at home. And I'm quite happy with that midfield. I think sometimes when you have a bad game week, like 36 points in game week five, your initial reactions on the weekend are often got to get rid of that player that player absolutely has to go i need to get this player in instead and i'm sure some of you went through that this weekend i didn't think that about any of my midfielders i'm just pretty happy about the picks that i've got i think individually they're all good 
and I'm quite calm about it. I'm sure there's other people looking at my midfield thinking, well, Saka's got four returns in five. Yeah, he's done all right, but he's not explosive. You got Son in, that was knee-jerk. Now he's got Arsenal away. Man United haven't been great. But I think individually, they're all perfectly fine picks. And ultimately, there's not really too many other midfielders that I want right now, apart from probably Salah. But the plan in pre-season was not to get Salah until kind of game weeks 9 or 10. And I haven't seen anything that really changes my mind on that. Yes, he's been consistent. But as I said yesterday, we knew that was likely to be the case anyway. There's a reason that he's 12.5 million. And even if I wanted him, I don't have a real good way of doing it because of the way the money is kind of spread out right now. So if I did um, kind of Son and Rashford, my two most expensive midfielders, to Salah and someone else... I'd only have 5.8 million to spend. So I couldn't get like an Eze or a Diaby. And even like someone like Ward Prowse, which I know everyone loves at the moment, even he's 6.1 million, so it can't be done. I could obviously do Chilwell down to someone like Botman to save some money. And that would give me 6.9 million to spend on a midfielder. But is it worth taking Son and Rashford out for a hit? I don't think it is personally. So I'm happy to stick to the plan. I don't need Salah until game weeks 9 or 10. And I'm not going to captain him anywhere. I'm going to captain Harlem mostly over the next few weeks. And just to reiterate, once again, I don't think that captaincy is the only reason to own Salah. But when you don't own him, it should be a big reason to rip up your team to bring him in. And I'm going to captain Harlem this week against Forrest at home. Uh, then it is, who have they got after that? Wolves away, right? And then it's also a double game week. So even if I didn't want to go Harlem, I'd probably go for a Luton player. And then, okay, game week eight is Arsenal away, which isn't great. But in game week eight, I think Liverpool have got Brighton away, right? Which we already talked about. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just sit in here. I'm not really panicking. I know other people are, you know, don't like their Man United players. They're frustrated they got Son in the blanks against Sheffield United. But I'm just not massively worried about it. I think they're all good individually. And I just can't sell Man United players for a hit before they play Burnley away. And if they do well, the conversation will change again anyway. If, if Rashford and Fernandes both return and Salah finally blanks, then all of a sudden in game week seven, people won't be so worried about making those moves. So I'm just going to stick to the plan. I don't think there's really too much more to say about these midfielders. Would I rather have Sterling than Son this week? Yes. Do I, do I mind so much in game week seven when Son's got Liverpool at home? Probably not. I guess there are now concerns that Son might not play number nine because Richarlison came on. Obviously, his confidence will be better now. But I think I've got to keep hold of him. Like, I know I've made some moves so far this season I haven't had to do, and some of them have been a bit knee-jerk. But ultimately, I'm happy to hold on to players when I've got bigger, more important transfers to make. And that kind of applies with Son. In Burma, I guess, will be interesting in games where they play. I think I heard James on Planet FPL talk about this. They've lost Rico Henry for the season. Someone else is going to have to play in that fullback position. Now, when they're playing a back four, that's probably going to be fine. But when they play a back three, we've seen in Burma at the end of some games play wing back. Will he play wing back in those harder fixtures like Man United away? Possibly. We'll have to wait and see. For Everton at home and Forest away, it's not going to be a massive problem anyway. And like I said, I'm okay with Rashford and Fernandes. Like, Fernandes had two returns so far. Rashford's had three. Both of those players could have had more. And the fixture run gets really good now. So, yeah, I'm sure there's some other midfielders that are going to do better. But there's none that I feel like are worth a transfer. And obviously, you've got to remember everyone's team is different. I've got Chilwell to worry about now. Saliba's not got the greatest fixture. I've got Nicholas Jackson up front. If you've got no other issues and you want to sell some of those players to get Salah, absolutely fair enough. But I think most people that are taking hits, it's probably not needed. I definitely won't be doing it.
And then up front, I've got Nicholas Jackson and Erling Haaland. Now, with Haaland, I know it's quite boring that most people own him and then most of those people captain him every single week. But I quite like that that decision is taken out of our hands. Unless he gets injured, you just don't need to worry about him. This week, he's got Forrest at home. It's taken me about two seconds to decide to captain him. Therefore, I can focus on other more pressing issues instead. So Haaland, of course, stays. Nicholas Jackson is potentially one of those more pressing issues i think anyone that owns him is very frustrated with him i bought him in game week three since then he's had three matches one goal two yellow cards and is one yellow card away from a suspension now that suspension that's looming is not reason enough alone to sell him but it does mean at some point i'm probably going to have to deal with him and while i've got two free transfers maybe i should just get it done this week there is part of me thinking though the plan was always to own him for Chelsea's good fixtures. So they got Villa at home this week, then Fulham away and Burnley away, which aren't that bad. And if he had scored that great chance against Forrest in game week four, would I be sat here having the same thoughts about Jackson? Okay, he's blanked against Bournemouth, but if he scored the, first, uh, the previous two games, would I be as worried? Possibly not. Ultimately, if I was wildcarding this week, there is no chance I would have Jackson. So that's playing on my mind. But obviously, I don't, I'm not wildcarding, so my decision-making process is a little bit different. I, d I don't know. I'm second-guessing myself a little bit because so far, my transfers have been awful. I did Watkins to Jackson. First two game weeks, that worked out fine. But since then, Watkins has got another assist and Jackson has blanked. So Watkins has scored more points than Jackson since I sold him. Martinelli has scored more points than Sterling since I sold him, even though he's injured now. And obviously, Sterling to Son netted me no points because they both blanked. So if I'd made no transfers... I'd have more points right now than I do. So I am second-guessing myself a little bit, but I am still thinking about selling Jackson this week. I'm just wondering how knee-jerk is it, right? Because usually a player that's putting up pretty good numbers with good fixtures, I'd usually hold on to. But obviously there is one player that's been very consistent, and that is Julian Alvarez. Now, I think the hype around him this week is starting to get to kind of Sterling and Son levels, where he's a great pick, but I don't know if he's as good as everyone is kind of making out. The difference is, as a lot of people have pointed out to me, he's been consistently good all season. Whereas Sterling came in after a big haul, Song came in after a big haul. That's not the case this week. So I think this is a perfectly reasonable transfer. I think at the start of the season, I said I didn't really want Man City attackers outside of Haaland because of rotation concerns. Those rotation concerns with Alvarez are starting to drop down quite a bit. And this week, I think there's almost no chance he's benched against Forrest at home because Man City have so few options. Bernardo Silva's out, according to Pep from last night, and Grealish is going to be out as well. So I think Alvarez almost certainly starts, and he's on a lot of set pieces as well, right? He's gone free kicks, taking a lot of corners too. So he just looks like an all-round great option. For anyone that went in game week three when he was cheaper, fair play. But I still think it's quite a good move this week. The only other one that's on my mind is to get Morris instead which I know sounds stupid when you say it out loud, but he's got Wolves at home this week and then a double game week of Everton away and Burnley at home in game week seven. The only thing that I'm kind of thinking not to make this move is it almost guarantees a transfer afterwards because I'm not going to want to hold him too long. Now, if I'm wildcarding in game weeks nine or 10, probably 10 more likely, then obviously that's a good way to get rid of him and anyone else that I don't want. But what if I then change my mind and I don't want a wild card? This then sets me up to have to make another transfer. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Plus, Luton aren't very good, right? And in the last game, they usually play with two up front, Morris and Adebayo, but they didn't do that, which meant Morris got substituted, I think, for Adebayo in that game. So that's also a little bit of a concern for me. Whereas if I get Alvarez in, as long as he doesn't lose minutes or, or starts getting 
uh, benched. Even though the fixtures get a little bit worse for Man City, I think I can probably hold on to him for a little bit longer. Like, if we look at the other options you've got up front, like, don't get me wrong. Let me just get rid of this. Don't get me wrong. Like, Awani has been brilliant. But is he better than Alvarez? I mean, he could be with the fixtures they got coming up. But I'm not probably going to buy him. I'd probably go for the Man City player instead. Ferguson's too much of a rotation risk. Um, players like Isaac and Wilson, if they were nailed, if one of them got injured, I would love to get the other one. And those that go for the Wilson punt this week, because Isaac started in the Champions League, that could pay off really nicely. But I just don't want to go for those rotation worries. And Darwin Nunez, I'm definitely interested in. But again, I don't think there's a mad rush to get Liverpool players next three weeks. And by game week 9 and 10, when I might wildcard, I know I keep saying it, I can reassess then. So I just think Alvarez looks like a, a pretty good option to bring in. And even after Forrest at home and Wolves away, okay, Arsenal away is tricky. But who's who's expecting Man City not to score against Brighton at home, Man United away, and Bournemouth home? They're going to get goals in all of those games. Like, I'm not really worried about owning Haaland whatsoever. So am I really going to be owned, uh, worried about another attacker that's like just under 7 million that's also got the same fixtures? Probably not. So I am starting to talk myself into this move. But that obviously means without a hit, I can't make mo both of my defender moves. So I'd probably look at something like this. Jackson and Chilwell out, which would get rid of all my Chelsea players, even though I was on the triple up not too long ago. And I'd get Alvarez and Botman. I would keep Saliba and either play him against Spurs at home or play Kabori instead and just bench Saliba ready for Bournemouth at home. I think that can work. So that is something I'm looking at. I just, I don't know. There's something in the back of my mind that tells me this isn't the way to go and I should do the double defense change instead. Give Jackson one more week and then decide what to do in game week seven. I could then get Morris or just bring in Alvarez. But obviously, part of the th uh, thinking with Alvarez is he plays Forrest at home this week. So if he's a good option for the next six game weeks, bringing him in in game week seven is not a problem. But let's be honest, we want that Nottingham Forest at home fixture as well. So I'm a little bit undecided. I think I'm going to make a double change. So I'm going to be this one, or it's going to be the Chilwell and Saliba out one. I think the interesting thing is, I checked my AI suggested transfers on Fantasy Football Hub. And if you want to check this out, obviously all the links are in the description below as normal. And that also thinks I should do Chilwell and Saliba to Trippier and Botman. So it's quite nice to have your own thoughts backed up by kind of uh, an algorithm, uh, algorithm, algorithm, essentially, right? Uh, which is their AI suggested transfer. So I don't know, that kind of makes me go back to thinking this is the move that I should make. If we look on the my team tool, if I did the Chilwell move this week, so let's just put Chilwell to Botman, and then let's just do Jackson to Alvarez I don't think it's great to have to play Kabori this week because although it's Wolves at home right the Luton defense isn't great but he can be quite exciting right playing as a wing back so there is part of me thinking that this would be the team so obviously Pickford Estepinian against Bournemouth at home Botman Sheffield United away Kabori against Wolves at home I've already talked about the midfield and then you get that double city attack against Forest at home which is a game where Forest will probably win 1-0 or something like that then in game week seven, Kabori's got the double anyway, so that's not a problem. Uh, Saliba can come in ahead of Estepinian, probably anyway. And then Botman's got Burnley at home. And then all my midfielders, you've got Saka against Bournemouth away as well. Fernandes and Rashford against Palace at home, they're not issues either. And Burma against Forest away is fine. And even Son against Liverpool home is not that bad. It's definitely better than Arsenal away. So even though I've used both of my moves, I wouldn't need to make another transfer. So I feel like as long as I'm happy playing Kabori for the next two weeks, I can get away with keeping Saliba. And then we move into game week eight. 
Um, this is when the defensive problems start to crop up a little bit again because Kabori's got Spurs at home and Saliba's got Man City at home. So I would have to make a move that week. Essentially, I'm going to have to make a second defender transfer at some point. It just depends when I want to do that. Do I want to do it this week or not? Right? I could do the double Newcastle change this week and then move Jackson to Alvarez the week after. It's all just about ordering those moves. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, second guessing my transfer at this point. I think things look pretty good in general, even though there are a few issues starting to crop up. Mostly because I've got those midfielders that I know are going to start every single game. That just means that I never have to panic about them. But there is more Champions League matches tonight, Europa League on Thursday. So if anything massively changes, I'll talk about it in final thoughts on Friday. If you've enjoyed that video, give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you want to check out Fantasy Football Hub, which I highly recommend you do, there are links in the description below. And if you're listening on podcasts, make sure to rate five stars. Otherwise, I'll catch you tomorrow for the Game Week Preview. Sports Social Podcast Network.